you running your mouth talking about somebody like me? Boy, you need to stop, boy. I done told you. You done stepped in that goddamn quicksand, boy. Hey, hey, hey. Stutter, my brother was handing. Hey, fantasy, hey. session. We talking touchdowns, receptions, yeah. interceptions. Yeah. They got a band to kick we need that correction. Yeah. Talking mouth, yeah. we flexing. Yeah. How many of y'all you collect? Yeah. We trying to get that yeah. winning record. What it is, hope is what it should be. Welcome to another episode of Fantasy In Session, the podcast. Today is May the 20th, and the boys are in the place to be, wherever it is that you're listening to this, man. Make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend, leave a comment, review, etc., etc., and however else you groovy cats and gals get down. Uh, How y'all doing, fellas? Feeling great, bro. So it was a great day when we're potting, man. It feels like we're back together. Tell me about sometimes, it. Sometimes I wish like football was like all year, you know? That's what I was saying. I remember saying that a, a while ago. Like, bro, what if they had like a kind of like a spring league, bro? Yeah. Like half the league play during the fall, then half the league playing like the spring or whatever, bro. That shit would be dope as fuck, bro. But yeah, I figure something out. Then we, I don't we think we should be. I don't think. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we, we don't. Bro. No, we don't. We had a bro. <laughs> we know. What else? What was the joint with Johnny Manziel? The joint with Johnny Manziel in it? Yeah, like right. the little shit so like that that's off to the side. That's what we can use, bro. We can just watch it as fans, not to, you know, pick apart that shit and research and all that type of shit, bro. Because motherfuckers also, need a break after a while, bro. Then, then the Rock by the XFL, so they trying to work some. You know, he trying to do something. I don't even I know. I just feel like Sundays I shouldn't wake up without football to watch. And that's just pretty much the, the, the root of it for me, man. But anyway, man, how y'all y'all hey. doing? Y'all good? Y'all straight? Everybody all right? Y'all ready yes, to get this sir. show? Let's do it, man. Let's give a special shout out to all the uh, black lives that um, have been lost over the last 400 years. <laughs> um, Bro. That was... Nice. Why you laugh after that, bro? Right. <laughs> I didn't mean to. Just bro, so I, just, I mean, just you gotta laugh at it to that. Laugh to hide my pain, bro. But anyway, yeah, man. Uh, let's give a special eight second shout out to them. Hey, man, all y'all are loved and miss. Shout out to y'all families, and we back. Hey man, shout out to Carlos for graduating college. Hey, appreciate it, it, man. Appreciate it, bro. You know, face still all burnt up. You know, it was an outside graduation and shit, bro. <laughs> God damn, my face red as hell, motherfucker. <laughs> if y'all have let me keep my drops, I would have had a, a hand clap for you right there. Hell yeah, hell yeah, man. I, I appreciate it, bro. It's been a long, long journey, bro. Uh-huh. Your boy What's next here. for you? Pot time. Let's go. <laughs> 100% potting fantasy. 100% yeah, what you going to do when you graduate? I'm going to be a fucking full-time fantasy analyst. That's what I'm about to do, bro. What the fuck you mean? You got to claim this degree. <laughs> <laughs> fuck this piece of paper. <laughs> oh, man. But, oh, uh, yeah, man. Special shout out to you, man. Great Yo, man. LQ. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, I guess, let's, man, let's get into some of the news. That's, uh, we already know what we're not going to talk about. So let's, we, we already talked about it enough. We're not going to put it in the atmosphere, man. Words are powerful. So if y'all came to this podcast looking for that type of news, you came to the wrong show. You talking about the Julio news? 
Bro, I just said, but there is no Julio news. <laughs> but there is no Julio news. That was all fake news. It's all fake news. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Aaron Rodgers, bro. Like it's like we talk about Aaron Rodgers no more. Aaron Rodgers not gonna be a Packer. We talked about, about the last that? game. We talked about the last pot. Oh, well, I mean the pot. Oh, is like the okay, okay. Like, well, bro. let's talk about. Let's talk about um Kelvin Benjamin becoming the tight end. <laughs> we talking about Tebow? <laughs> oh, we talked about Tebow too last time. Right. We talking not. about Kevin? No, we don't need to talk oh, about Kevin Benjamin, bro. Wow, it looks like it's not no news to me. No news to me. <laughs> How about let's talk about uh? Did y'all, did y'all see the whole Kwame Brown shit going? On, yes. <laughs> Yo, Kwame Brown is fucking hilarious. Bro. But he needs his own show. I would watch yes, that. That's. I definitely think that's gonna that's gonna come out of this. But it's funny as hell how Charlemagne. Was trying to tell people like, bro, y'all better leave that man alone, bro. But he slipped up and said some shit that he shouldn't have said either, bro. And Kwame was like, bro, what are you, why are you talking about my fam, bro? Like, <laughs> I, never, I never even met my sister, bro. Oh my god, bro. That's, hey, bro, that's that, that, that South Georgia. That's bro, that South Georgia. Man. That's that South Man, bro. It's in, different, bro. bro. That's a different. So it's a whole different. Bro. It's a whole different country down there, bro. It's not even like Georgia. Like it's South Georgia and like regular Georgia. It ain't yes, like. Sir. It's different, but anyway, man, y'all got anything else to, t- to talk about that we not that we y'all want we, that I'm going to talk about? Thank me later. Okay, now for Fantasy Football, football. let's go. Everybody just buy some more crypto or something. But anyway, man, let's get into why we're here because my, my crypto's down, but that's not true. But uh, let's get into why we're here, man. Sure. So we're gonna go over the what we did last episode, the NFC South. So we went took it up to the AFC North this time. Uh, just quick off the top of your head, Los, who your favorite NFC North team? Right now, AFC North team, the AFC North. My favorite or or who do I think is gonna win it? Favorite, who do you think is gonna go, win it? Or your favorite fantasy in AFC North team? Favorite fantasy wise, I'm going with the Bengals. I just think they have mm. just their roster is just so crazy from a fantasy perspective. On paper, it looks insane with Boyd Chase. Freaking uh, Higgins, freaking you got uh, Mixon, and then you got Burrow coming back. But real life wise, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens, and you I'll say just, that we'll discuss. Yeah, we'll discuss. You know, he don't. He's a sleeper for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> J- Jabbar, Jabbar, who's your favorite uh, AFC North team right now? Fantasy wise, you know, of course, what Carlos said because all the wide receiver options. Then you got a backfield option and a quarterback. That should be starting on somebody's team each week. So you can't go wrong with that. Real life, Baltimore, man. I, I love Lamar and what they got going on. And with I think Dobbins is going to step in and be highly efficient with his usage. So I think he's going to be a, a good running back to get. I don't know why a lot of people are down on him. But, um, yeah, man. You're going to find out. You're going to find out. Uh, well, I, I like – I don't want to say the – well, I like the Bengals too. Everybody like the Bengals. But I like the Browns, man. I feel like a lot of people sleeping on the Browns. The Browns went out and got – they upgraded on the defense. OBJ is coming back, man. I'm on the OBJ bandwagon. I don't care what nobody else said. Mm, you on that one alone. But I'll get into I, it. I mean, I got get, like one throw on, one foot off now, bro. But like I said, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. All right, man. So let's take it to um clearly where everybody want to start at. We'll start with the Bengals. Um, coming in for the Bengals, we got Joe Burrow, quarterback, coming off of a, a bad knee surgery. He got injured in week 11. He, he went out and drafted three offensive linemen this draft. Um, through those weeks, week one through what, 11, 
He was the quarterback 12 with a 73.5 adjusted complete completion rate. Uh, he threw 2,600 yards. <laughs> um, that was 10th in the NFL. Uh, 264 completions. That was second. 253 attempts. That was also second. Only 13 touchdowns. But he had five games with over 300 yards during that span. How y'all feel about Joe Burrow coming into this year? How you feel about him? Love Joe Burrow this year. Last year, um, their defense was re- very bad, so that you know forced them to pass the ball. I think he was averaging like 41 attempts through a uh, game through the first 11 weeks. Don't have a good defense again this year. I mean, it might have been improved, but I mean, they're going to be average at best, I would say. Also, like the fact that you mentioned uh, about them drafting three offensive linemen. A lot of people were mad that they passed on Sewell, which I mean, could come back to bite them, but. When you think about them getting um, that playmaker and chase, and then they still was able to get an offensive tackle on round two, and then they spent two more picks on one. Also signed one in free agency, and PFF has them as the fourth most improved O-line behind the Chargers, Chiefs, and Vikings. So when you look at them last year, like you, you saw the talent everywhere on the field. They add chase, and they have one of the most improved offensive lines, bro. That was really one of the only – one of the things that was holding them back, you know, reaching that, that you know, playoff contention. So I'm loving Joe Burrow this year. So, so. So what? Why are people drafting Herbert for Joe Burrow? Because Joe Burrow or Herbert had a great year, too. And like I just mentioned, PFF. Graded the oh, who had the most approval yeah. line, so the the uh, the the Bengals had the fourth most. The Chargers had the first, the most improved offensive line. So I can definitely see that. I mean, they're close; they're probably in the same tier. But I mean, from, I, from, I think I'm going with Herbert, bro, because from, from, from what I just said, if, I mean, from a w- real life p- perspective, uh, I'm going with Herbert. I love what I seen on film, but just a fantasy perspective, just taking of what can come out of this offense and and just drafting. Chase first, just show what they're trying to do here in this offense. Joe Burrow is going to toss that pick skin around a lot. He's going to get a lot of opportunity to score. And with the talent all spread out there with the wide receivers, they're going to be able to take to the house on slants and things like that. I, 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 so I can't even be wrong if somebody went Joe Burrow over her. I'm just saying that because of his options he have at receivers are more talented than what he have as a group a more talented than what Herbert has over there with the Chargers. And then we add in mixing, like this is going to be a dynamic offense, it, it, especially if the OC can really use this this team right. This should be an exciting fantasy football team. Well, it, the players on the team. And with that being said, like I understand the case for Herbert, like I, I will, I agree. Herbert should because he had a great year last year, and they mm-hmm. they made improvements. But for value wise, I would not mind whatsoever to take because right now, um, fantasy football calculator has Justin Herbert going at five oh five and Joe Burrow at seven oh six. So I don't mind at all waiting to the seventh round to get Joe Burrow, who I think they're going to be in the same tier. I haven't sat it up, sat it everybody out yet, but I think they're going to end up in around the same tier. I was I would exactly wait to get Joe Burr. I think he's gonna. It's possible chance he outplays that. He, he, it's just last year uh, the Chargers their defense was depleted with injuries. A lot of those guys come back, so say their defense is a little better. And he doesn't have to throw the ball as much either. So 
I just like Joe Burrow's situation better for fantasy wise. And and, and Justin yeah. Herbert got a whole new offense and a whole new coach out there. So I think that's another thing that yeah, and he was doing that with the coach didn't even believe in his ass. I want to say I I mean he he, he literally chose to start Tyrod Taylor. Even when a punctured along, his he lungs. was still saying that Tyrod was the starter, even though he punctured his lungs. Herbert went out here and balled out against the Chiefs, but you, know. you stupid. What'd you say? Game time and luck. He didn't want that did it. Yeah, hey, bro. <laughs> hey, you know that that Dave Chappelle commercial where he uh with the, the real real world, the mad real world. Yeah, yeah. yeah he is stupid. <laughs> All right, man. Last Joe Mixon only played uh six weeks last week, and then he lied for the rest of the season and said he was coming back, and then never came back. That was so weird, bro. He was the running back 12 at that point in the season, 119 attempts, tied for fifth, um, 428 yards, 15th, 40th in yards per attempt with 3.6, and 35th in yards after contact. So uh, it wasn't really efficient, all the touches that he was getting, but we did mention the, the horrible offensive line that he played with. He did get 18 carries in the red zone, five which came um, inside of the five, and only one resulted in a touchdown, I think. Maybe, two. yeah, one resulted yeah, in a touchdown. No, he had three touchdowns total. Yeah, I'm saying, but only one inside of the five resulted in the touchdown. Oh, okay. He had five yeah, ties. Um, he had two touchdowns in that one game against Jacksonville where he went bonkers. Uh, I think he had like 150-something and then two touchdowns. Yeah, he had 30 points. That was yeah. literally right after he had that uh, debate, too, bro. Yes, yes. <laughs> literally yes. right after we had a debate, bro. I said, God damn it. <laughs> Every time I say something. Like, literally right after I tweeted, like, looking eyes last night, yeah. Before, like, and then LeBron hit the shot. Yeah, bro. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> is crazy, bro. Uh, but he had 23 targets, and he had a one receiving touchdown before he went out, too. How y'all feel about Joe Mixon? You know what I'm saying? That's now, what, two years in a row where he hasn't lived up to expectations? But somehow we still seem to always believe in, like, what Joe Mixon could be. So all the coulda, shoulda, coulda, wouldas, when are we going to, like, put it to the test? How do you feel about Joe Mixon? Uh, I'm buying Joe Mixon at his ADP. And uh, with the Geo in um, Tampa Bay and then the OC head coach coming out saying they want to use Mixon or is going to use Mixon more in the passing game, he's the clear-cut guy. As long as he don't get injured, he should be flirting with running back one numbers at the end of the year. As long as he don't get injured. And his ADP is, is, is falling, so I will accept that. And you can possibly – as mixing as your running back too, I will accept that. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Mike muted. Okay. Minus, did you say oh. it was Geo there or wasn't Geo there? No, Geo is in camp. Yeah, I was saying I was about to say Geo going. Sure. Yeah, and just to answer your question, I think people haven't gotten off the the mixing bandwagon is because he's put together like a string of consistent weeks. He's never put it together for the whole season, whether that's due to him not getting enough targets, whether he, um, him getting nicked up and not playing the whole season like last year. But he's shown that when he does get the volume and when he gets the targets, then he is a stud. Um, like you said, he got hurt last year, but he was getting the volume. He was tied for second in carries, 11th in targets in that span. And he um, lied and then, yeah, he lied, of course. That sucked, bro, because I literally – everybody was waiting around for him, bro. But, it, you know, it is what it is. He lied. Six games six games he, he played last year. So I took the 16-game pace of those games. Mm-hmm. Um, it came out to 323 touches, 1,300 all-purpose yards, eight touchdowns, and 206 points. It should have been the fifth-best running back in the league. So I'm And I'm pretty sure you can go back to years past and do the same thing 
with him, bro. So, I mean, it's it's just he hasn't put together a whole season. So we're hoping that, like that say, happens this year. Give me that at that ADP, especially if you know. Definitely, he's going at three hundred one right now, and he's going right behind Josh Jacobs. And I'm taking Mixon over Josh Jacobs all day. Love it. And uh, and the offensive coordinator already came out and said that they plan on using him as a three down back, and they exactly. still view him as that. Um, on to the, the pass catchers, which everybody's been written and raving about all episode. So last year was something that I looked up that probably a lot of people didn't know. Even with um AJ Green, all three of them had over a hundred targets, even AJ Green, even in the trash year that he put up. You know what I mean? And I thought that was amazing. So I, I see a lot of people talking uh, about T. Higgins falling off or not being able to reach his potential, et cetera, et cetera, just because Jamar Chase coming there. But I feel like any receiver getting a hundred targets or in an offense that could possibly see 100 targets or anything 90-plus, I feel like it ain't that much. I mean, of course, last year, was, I don't even think last year was his ceiling. And I, so I think another 100 targets in, a, in the same offense in the next year, I feel like T. Higgins is not going to be like a, a drop to me or one of those people that, that you should avoid in drafts. And I know I see a lot of people talking about that. How you feel? You feel the same way or are you objective? I feel like he definitely takes some – I don't know if it's going to be a small hit or a big hit. That remains to be seen. But he is definitely going to take a hit with Chase there. But I'm saying Chase is a rookie, and we, you just you sit nah, here and back and forth about it. But we, but Los literally just argued that Cal Pitts was a rookie, and et cetera, et cetera. But now, but yeah, it's different for a tight end and a wide receiver, though, because we've seen time and time again rookie receivers coming in and making immediate impacts, bro. We don't see that. We've seen it twice throughout a history with. With tight end, so I think it's a bit different. But like I said, I I I, I just don't know how big of a hit. I still think he's going to be a stud, bro. Because like you like I just said, he uh, they threw forty one times a game, and their defense didn't get that much better. So, I mean, if you just give Jamar Chase AJ Green's target, he's gonna you know he that still leaves a lot for T Higgins. But of course, Chase is better than AJ Green at this point in their career. So I think he'll do a little bit more with them. I, I think so, but so. I mean, it's just it's two stud receivers. Like, of course, he wouldn't be. I don't think he's going to be as good as he was if Chase wasn't there. Like, he would be have way more volume if Chase wasn't there. With Chase there, he's definitely going to command some type of volume. You know. So, so last year, T. Higgins had 105 targets. Tyler Boyd had 108, and I think AJ had 102. So, like, how much? How much are the numbers going to fluctuate? It's to where you think? I think about it, a lot of them targets went in with Joe Burrow, so Joe Burrow's gonna be back, and and a lot of them that's not gonna be AJ Green over that runner route. That's gonna be Chase over that runner route. It's just gonna open up the offense for everybody, and all these receivers should be more efficient. I'm just viewing all. I'm viewing um more T Higgins as a wide receiver too, and and uh, Tyler Boyd. I feel like he could be a wide receiver three too, and uh, Chase. Just to start off, I'm put just to be safe. Wide receiver three, just to view him as a wide receiver three would be more safe, but he has some upside to be a two according to how things roll. So I'm viewing everybody as a possible two upside. The safest wide receiver two to me is T. Higgins, and then I feel like uh, Boyd and um, and Chase can finish as wide receiver twos or threes, and that's why I'm buying them. At. And I just want a piece of this offense to be real. This this year definitely I will go Higgins <clears throat> over Chase because I think I mean Chase might be able to carve out a bigger role as the year goes on. He gets used to the NFL speed, but I will in redraft for this year. I think Higgins will probably finish ahead of him, 
But in terms of dynasty, oh, fact, I'm still taking Chase. I think it's Chase Higgins and then Boyd, who probably won't oh, even be I, there after this I year. I think Boyd won't even be there after this year. Yeah, he's he not going to be there after this, this year. But I feel like they're both like great, great dynasty. So when you have a Boyd Lee, if Boyd leaves and it's just chasing Higgins, then I mean, it's literally probably going to be splitting hairs at that point because they're Higgins showed that he's. Can, has the ceiling of a stud, so and, and 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 he um he was last on the team in red zone targets, but they did but they did a healthy job of sharing the ball. Um, he had twenty one targets, AJ had twenty five, and Boyd I think had twenty eight. But he had the most touchdowns out of all of them with six. So most yards too. And and not to mention through those ten games, Burrow played. He threw the ball four hundred and four times. So just imagine if you played the mother, you know, what, five or so games, it would have been even higher, and it would be Joe Burrow throwing a ball. So it's upside there with this team. It's just draft them as wide receiver twos and threes, and, and you should, you know, be fine with the output. Uh, I don't really have a lot to say about the tight ends, but just because I've been talking about and, Moss, and I want it to be known that if Van Moss does go off, that you heard it here first, but they do still got CJ uh, Uzma, is that Uzama. Uzama. Uzama, and Drew Sample still there. So I, I don't really see much coming out of that tight ends, anything mm-hmm. any fantasy related. I mean, besides that, Miles, thing, bad Miles go crazy. And that's another thing that you have to go. F- that's a positive for these receivers out there. Like it's, I mean, if that Miles becomes a thing, then okay. But as of now, they don't have a relevant tight end. So you have three targets. That all the targets, I mean, all the passes are being funneled to, and you know, Mixon's going to get his. But I think it's a pretty, pretty clear. I'm not buying the Thad Moss hype. That's what he was about to say. And I, <laughs> I don't think that's energy. what he was about to say, but it's cool. <laughs> hey, Lowe, tell him you wasn't about to say that. No, Moss I wasn't. Anymore. I wasn't about to say that Moss. I just say uh, it was a, it's a clear line to the targets <laughs> for the receivers out here. I, I thought you was gonna say that Miles is cool, but anyway, y'all got anything else about the Bengals? So we all know that that's our number one fantasy team. Out of the uh, and, and I just finished with this. The reason I, I like getting uh, pieces of this Bengals offense is it's been reinstated that uh, the defense is not good, so they're gonna have to score points and throw the ball so they're both well for everybody, including Mixon. He don't have to get all the touches, but if they're scoring points, he's gonna get a touchdown or two. You know, so I love it. On to the Cleveland Browns. Hey, Javar, like that person that just want to like summarize everything and then say everything at the end that we all just did. Man, I mean, that, I realize that that's that's how they do the research. Hey, hey, let me give you, so let me give you a, the conclusion, the <laughs> recap. No, nah, bro, we listening to it in live time, bro. We got it. <laughs> but uh, on to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield finished 16th last year, um, with a 76. Uh, 0.1 adjusted completion rate that was 20th in the NFL. With, Man, um, I didn't see. What are you doing? 3,563 yards. Um, only two games over uh, with over 300 yards and 26 touchdowns last year. He's tied for eighth in a dot uh, with 9.2 and fifth in end zone target percentages with uh, 4.3. Ninth in big time throws that passes with excellent ball location and timing. A lot of people, um, I don't know, I, I don't know what's the what's the what's the temperature on Baker Mayfield. I feel like he's just one of those players that nobody really cares about, but I feel like he's still a productive member of fantasy. You know. Um, he had a pretty shaky year, but over those last what playoffs weeks, really, he was a playoff quarterback. He was a, a league winner. 
How you, how you feel about uh, Baker? I mean, it's what you said about Baker. You know, it's just done leveled off mainly because a lot of young stud quarterbacks have entered to the league, so that kind of pushed Baker down the totem pole where he's not really been talked about anymore like that. And that's where he's going to stay. I think he's a decent, you know, wide receiver. Um, I mean, a wide receiver quarterback, two-ish range, you know what I'm saying? He'll be talked about in uh, super flex leagues. And uh, what he showed last year, what he can do without OBJ, with OBJ, Jay back, it should be a little upside. I'm just worried about them playing good defense and run, running the ball a couple games to where he's not the, the quarterback I would um, – Target more so, but uh, quarterback too, he should he should be good to go. Yeah, I definitely think he'll be. He's I, I feel like he's gonna live in that that quarterback two range, like fifteen might almost be his ceiling, bro. Because you're dealing with a quarterback in a run first offense with two of the best running backs in the game, and a team with a good defense. And add to the fact that he doesn't rush. So he's going to have to have a super duper efficient year for him to be like a top five, top six quarterback. And like I myself, I was thinking that's what he was going to be, you know, a couple of years ago when he had that crazy rookie year. But now that I've, you know, more experienced in my research and watching film and stuff, I, I realize what it is. Like if you got a team with a good defense, a good running game, and you're not a rushing quarterback, I mean, it's only so far you can go up with so many Konami cold. Konami Cole quarterbacks. So, man, I feel like a lot of people not talking about OBJ, the, the coming back of OBJ, and I feel like that that can do nothing but help uh, Baker out if OBJ is out there for um, the whole season. He played weeks one through five. He got injured in six. He was tied for wide receiver eleventh during that span, tenth uh, in targets, and had three touchdowns up to that point. He uh, he averaged seven targets per game and that was in the new offense so let's just say even if that does go down like a little bit like let's go like six and a half targets per game you know what i mean that's still over a hundred targets uh throughout the season so with that talent uh getting that much volume i just think that there's no way that obj could be this wide receiver three that people make him out to be because if you give if you was told if somebody told you that you guarantee obj 100 targets for the whole year I don't see how you can say, oh, yeah, he's going to be a wide receiver, too, or, like, borderline 2-3, you know what I mean? Like uh, Jarvis Landry was last year. How do you feel about that, Lewis? So what is what is 100 divided by 17? Because you got to remember, you got to add that extra Yeah, game. I did that. So how much is that? I haven't did the math, but we're going to do it right I got here. my I got my projections, actually. I'll tell you how much I got OBJ projected for. So 100 divided by 17. That's six targets a game. Yeah. yeah. Said, I don't think that's luck. very far fetched. Far fetched to think that he could finish in that you know middling wide receiver two range with everything I just said about Baker. Like I think that applies to OBJ too. Like I think that's they're not going to be. Though. They're not going to be behind. They're not going to be behind too many games, so that they're not going to need to to throw the ball that much. So I mean, like, uh, so for through week six, uh, I don't know if you said all these numbers. He was 16th in targets, 31st in yards, three touch, uh, three touchdowns. Uh, 16th and half PPR scoring. So I think that'll be like his, his, what he is. I think that's is a middling wide receiver too in this offense, as long as they're a run first offense with two elite running backs and a good defense. What do you think his ceiling is? 
I mean, we we know what it, in this offense. I don't. I think it's like low end wide receiver one, and I think a lot of stuff will have to go right for him, bro. Um, the only thing I will say maybe that is a positive is because a lot of people saying that Baker performed better with without without OBJ. Like he averaged thirteen point six in weeks one through six with OBJ and eighteen points per game without OBJ. I mean, that mm-hmm. could be the case, or maybe that was just Baker getting more familiar with the offense. Uh, you got to remember that was a whole new offense, uh, offensive scheme that he was working with. So maybe it was just he got more comfortable in the offense. So with that being said, if he's more comfortable in the offense and you insert OBJ in there, then I could see a possibility of him returning to that wide receiver one status, but I still don't think he'll be an elite wide receiver one. I think he'll be a back-end, inconsistent-type wide receiver one. Like a, yeah, I, somebody I, that just squeaks in, maybe, but that's his ceiling to me. I, I, I'm probably gonna have him around the 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 back end wide receiver two range in my rankings. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm because it's I'm nothing gonna, to really to hang my hat to for me to believe that he's gonna be a wide receiver one this year. I, I got all him and Landry. I'm having them around the when I do my rankings, they should be around the two three ish range. The back end two might even be in the three ish range. It's not enough targets to go around. You know, even even he likes to target hunt uh, more of the, uh, the running backs, and and they still got the tight end that they gave all the money to. So uh, that's that's just I don't feel as much upside in this passing game when you're talking about Cleveland. The upside is all in the running backs. I yeah. feel like it was still a lot of targets, a lot of targets last year. I don't, I don't believe. I mean, if, I feel like it's enough for 200 targets or 100 targets per wide receiver. I feel like that puts you above. I would, would like to look up the stats. So Tony, look up how right. many wide receivers. You know, remember when we talked about hey, David, hey, he needed auto listen, touchdowns hey, for him to, hey, to produce. Listen, listen, how many, how many, listen, listen, my question is listen, how many listen, wide receivers finished listen. below. Hold on, yeah, I'm talking. Let me talk. How many wide receivers <laughs> finished below wide receiver two having 100 targets last year? If we go back to that, I don't remember off the top of my head, but right. I, it was a good amount. They, they finished below wide receiver two. No, no, no. As a wide receiver two, I said below. Well, I mean, but Javar said wide receiver know. three. I, okay, oh, okay, you're talking to Javar. Then. I got you. But I'm just saying, it's no upside. Baker threw 486 passes last year through 16 games, while Burrow threw 404 through 10. You see the upside. I'd rather just go buy some off the Bengals, where I know there's going to be. The ball is talking about and then focus on OBJ trying to come back into form. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel like you'll get more – it's more value out there where you have to draft. If OBJ fall, I would like him in my flex. I don't know if I'm going to go with him as my wide receiver three. He had to be my flex play for sure. I would mind him as a wide receiver two or three, to be honest. No, he got to be three for me at the most. Let's see where he's going now in uh, redraft leagues. But I feel more comfortable in my flicks. And just for context, they uh the Browns threw the fifth fewest amount of passes last year. Yeah. Not, like not if anybody's gonna be relevant in that offense, it's gonna be OBJ. But how right. relevant yeah. can you be That's, with uh you know that type of offense that they're running? That's all I'm. I don't think his ceiling is like OBJ like top five. I don't think that's not what I'm saying. I'm just Fact. saying I feel like he he could finish like 12, 13. He could finish yeah. it in the in that he could sneak into that wide receiver one. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, when, when they get to the goal line, they're trying to run. You know, they're not trying to really Shit, try Nick to Chubb run. ain't trying to run when he gets to the goal line. Clearly, uh, we could go ahead and talk about the running backs since we hold on before we go, before we go, before we go. Uh-huh. DJ Moore or Odell Beckham? DJ Moore. 
Odell. Chase Claypool or Odell Beckham? Mm, I'm like, ooh. I'm, ooh that, uh, that's a hard one. I'm, I go to Claypool. It's a lot of, I, I go Claypool. Uh, Tyler Lockett or Odell Beckham? Odell Beckham. I knew it. <laughs> and last one, T. Higgins or Odell Beckham? T. Higgins. T. Higgins. So all of those players I named are going ahead of Odell Beckham right now. You got T. Higgins, then Tyler Lockett, then Chase Claypool, then DJ Moore, then OBJ at uh, 606 as the 27th receiver off the board. Even though quietly Tyler Lockett was top 10 in targets last year. Yes, I like his upside uh, on with Russell, then rather Baker with OBJ. I'll take, take like. Uh, but back to the running backs, man. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt pretty much. Uh, 50-50, the ideal 50-50 running back by committee um, type situation they got going on. They finished 10th and 11th, respectfully. Of course, Hunt is the pass catcher out of the backfield with 50 targets, um, and Nick Chubb is the bruiser. Uh, he only had 18 targets, but he had 190 attempts with uh, over a 1,000 yards. Um, everybody's been saying that Kareem Hunt can be the standalone back and that, uh, you know what I'm saying, that he could work without Nick Chubb. But we've seen last year that when Nick Chubb did go down, that Kareem Hunt wasn't as efficient as we thought he would be. Uh, Hunt is better served as a compliment, but he only had 13 points per game and had PPR leads while Chubb, while Chubb was out during that during that span. He was running back 14 during that time, weeks five through eight. Um, but it's not too much to say about them. Of course, he's still a, a solid RB2, um, but I feel like people draft him as back that, that back end um, – What's his ADP right now? Uh, one second. Kareem Hunt. Mm. My fault, bro. I'm trying to bring my notes back up. They just disappeared. Kareem Hunt's ADP is. Keep talking. Keep talking, though. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I, how do you feel about Kareem Hunt, Javar? Uh, uh, a running back two, long as you get him a, a running back two. 406. Like, uh, 406. What, what kind of running backs <laughs> going above? I'm not, I'm not buying right that. I'm not buying That's that. too high. Clyde Edwards Hilaire, Chris Carson, yeah, David Montgomery's going over him. And then right under him, you got Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskin. Okay, I buy that. I, I take Nick, I take him before. So they're basically saying he's the last of that tier before you get to the Mostert. Like, do you want Moster over Kareem Hunt? Even no, I take I might take Gaskin over him though if it's still looking like he's going to be the starter out there. Yeah, yeah that's some person I, that I, that I have a question in my mind. But uh, even Moster, I could see if if you know around the time redraft come around and he's still getting to get in the rock at the number one, I might even gamble and take Moster because you know what you're going to get if Moster is, you know, the guy. And then, yeah, I'm gonna get Trey Sermon running. That's what I'm gonna get. I mean, but always in the Shanahan offense, it's always two running backs that are relevant in in fantasy. So, it, you know, what I'm saying it's 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 touches to be had that they're gonna be efficient with. That's what I like. Austin Hooper, uh, the tight end that Javar mentioned earlier, got the big contract last year. Uh, finished tight end 14 on the year. He only played 13 games. Um, the tail of the season was kind of rough. You know, he started the season off slow the first three weeks. Then OBJ got hurt. He came out and had that big 10 target game and then another six target game. And then he got hurt. Then week 10, he only saw two targets once in the four week span. 
Um, he only saw over two targets once in the four-week span. That's what I meant to say, my bad. Uh, he didn't play week 14, then he finished the year 15, 16, and 17, not having less than five targets each game, and then a monster 15-target game, um, along with two touchdowns during that run. I think that was during the playoff run, too, actually. So if you had him on your team, you were pretty excited about that. Uh, a bit of some research. Next Gen Stats has him ranked as the 33rd tight end out of 33 tight ends in average yards after the catch minus expected yards after the catch. I ain't know. I'm not gonna cap you down. I didn't really know what that meant when I when I looked it up. But then they explained it. It's it basically is the signifies lack of playmaking ability. That's what the the big wigs over at Next Gen says. So if he's dead last in all tight ends, um, and then they got. Um, Harrison Bryant coming on strong. How do you feel about Austin Hooper going for it this year, Lord? Don't like him at all, bro, to be honest. Um, he's just one of those bi-week fill-in type players. And we kind of knew that coming into the year last year. Um, his situation wasn't going to get better than what it was with the Falcons. And pretty much proved that. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he'll give you spike weeks maybe here and there, but I'm not really excited about Hooper at all, to be honest. It's crazy how you go from number one to number. We don't even want you on our team, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, but I'm I'm just saying, yeah, it's other tight ends that you can target that would have that should get more opportunity and better opportunities. So, you know, I take Jonu or Hunter Henry over him in heartbeat. I mean, he did still have over 80 targets, so that is what you want to see out of your tight ends. But it just was a trash 80 targets. And he had like big spikes in like what the 50, the ten yard the ten target game and the fifteen target game. So the stats don't really show that. Only thing is, he like he was getting target to get in in the um in, in the red zone. You know, he got a couple touchdowns. That's the only upside. But like I said, when they get when they get in the five ten yard line, they want to just run the ball. So it's not much upside on this offense when it comes to the pass catchers. Uh, do y'all like Harrison Bryant as a dynasty sleeper? Not really. Yeah, you. I mean, you can stash them, but it's just another one of those tight ends that I'm not really getting excited mm-hmm. about, man. Anything hey, else? Anything else about the Browns? Uh, nope. I kind of missed that whole running back discussion because I know. I, I, know. I feel them. like you wanted just, to pop some. I feel like you wanted. To yeah, they. Some I mean, because yeah, they, they freaking. Uh, nah. I mean, I think pretty much the y'all covered it. You, you. What I really wanted to hit on is what you said about Hunt without Chubb. Like, he mm-hmm. pretty much – like, he averaged the same. Like, he actually averaged two points less without – No, point two. Like, he averaged 12.5 a game with Chubb and then 12.3 without Chubb, and he got more opportunities. So, for all those people just, you know, trying to hope for an injury so your your running back that you have will be more relevant, like, I, I mean, I think it's perfect how it is. Maybe, maybe if Hunt went away. Maybe if Hunt went away. But. So, this, <laughs> uh, this just caps Nick Chubb's ceiling. Mm-hmm. Because it showed last year, remember, remember Hunt had to sit yeah. out for like half the year, and Chubb was like top three, I want to say, because he was getting a lot of targets. Also, and he's not really getting targets. I think he only had he had uh, I didn't get the target. He was getting seventeen opportunities a game, so he was probably getting like two targets a game Who last that? year. Nick Chubb, uh, Nick Chubb, yeah, he had nineteen, I believe, nineteen all season. Yeah, so that's about yeah. a little over one a game. Uh, what I think, I, damn, I forgot what I was about to say about that. Um, oh, just in case you wonder why me and Carlos' numbers don't match, I have now realized that I didn't change the settings when I was doing my research. So all my numbers are PPR. And I was like, yeah, you got PFF and get your ass. 
I was like, why are your numbers different than mine? We're saying the same thing, but your numbers are way different. But anyway, yeah. um, so we're done with the Browns, man. Let's get on to who y'all think going to be the I – I don't know, man. I think this could be, be the, be the fall-off of the Ravens. I don't like saying that because he's a black right. quarterback. But uh, Lamar Jackson, the quarterback, uh, he missed one game last year, finished as the number eight RB on the year. When I say fall-off, not like fantasy-wise. Just like in real life, um, mm. 376 passing attempts, 74% comp- adjusted completion rate. That was 26 in the NFL behind Nick Mullins, who was the number one deep ball passer in the NFL last year. Fun fact: uh, 2,757 yards passing, 26 touchdowns, 159 rushing attempts, over a thousand yards rushing, and seven rushing touchdowns. So pretty much, he's a running back. Um, the de- the decrease in touchdowns did come, like we said it was, the touchdown reduction from 36 all the way down to 29, right? No, to 26. Um, and mm-hmm. his adjust and his average uh adjusted completion rate went down from 76 to 74 percent. So he didn't like progress as this um through what year two to what was that year three to year four? Or was that uh, I think last year was his third year. Yeah, so three to four. So he actually got a lot worse after the MVP year. Um, mm. They did bring in a lot of, you know, uh, pass catchers and sp- skill position players during the offseason. So hopefully that will be what can get Lamar over the hump. But, of course, you, you're drafting them. I don't know what's the temperature on Lamar right now. You know, everybody was like, oh, draft Lamar first round last year, but, you know, like your home league people just because they thought he was going to be. I mean, he was he was okay. But if you drafted him in the first round, you're not looking for a quarterback eight. You know what I mean? Mm, exactly. So I I feel like I feel like um like you said he did take a step back in the touchdown department but everybody knew that was bound to happen because it was crazy high the year before so he came back down to earth of course but I think what really held Lamar back in years past and I mentioned this when we was a guest on um Will's I think his name is Will uh, his podcast mm-hmm. um, that it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we was on there, his biggest problem in years past was when they were trailing in games. Like when everything was going right and they were leading in games early and they didn't have to come back, they can run their game plan. But they didn't have the weapons last year or, yeah, in years past for them to come back when they, you know, got punched in the mouth and they fell behind early in games. So by them bringing in these new weapons, they they invested heavily in receiver with Bateman and Tyler Wallace, and they also brought in Sammy Watkins. I'm not saying that that's going to really vote well for the receivers, mm-hmm. but I think that Lamar Jackson has everything at his disposal now. He has legit receivers. Like, I'm really high on Bateman. Like, he's probably one of the best route runners in the league. So, that, that's he's perfect the for league. Lamar. That was in the league already. Not, not, not the league. Coming in, I mean, saying, coming in as a rookie. Yeah, as a rookie. Yeah, yeah, as a rookie. I know, I know so, like, he he's like a prototype receiver. I feel like that would be perfect for Lamar Jackson. He's going to be in that, the right spot at the right time for Jackson. Mm-hmm. And of course, they still have Mark Andrews and Hollywood Brown. So he has all of the weapons at his disposal for him to, you know, for them to come back if they are trailing the game. So, I mean, he's going as the third, fourth quarterback. Uh, yeah, he's going as the third, fourth quarterback in uh, uh, in redraft right now. So he's, you're not getting a big discount, but you are getting a slight discount. So if you want, if you are one of those people that like to invest early in quarterbacks or in superflex, like if you don't, if you want to spend your first round. Well, he probably won't make it past the first round of Superflex leagues. But if you end up with Lamar Jackson, I think he will be better than last year because of the weapons he has now. I just I just don't know how accurate he is. That's the question. Like, yes, he got more weapons, but like 
Like, let's keep it a buck. Like, he had, you know what I'm saying, Hollywood Brown, the first no. game pick, and he had Mark Andrews, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, top three tight end when he, um, when he's on. Um, he had all the same people he had there when in his MVP year, you know what I mean? But, uh, but that was a whole new offense that year, though. Like, nobody was able to game plan for that shit because it was brand new pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, and he had Willie Sneed. You know, they had Willie Sneed, man. I, he said I, Willie Sneed. I'm I'm back on I'm back on the train, man. When it uh comes to Lo, uh, Lamar Jackson, when Dobbins started getting um down the stretch, when Dobbins started getting more playing time with Lamar, Lamar exploded, man. He was averaging over, uh, he was averaging around 25, 26 points a game in PPR leagues. When um Dobbins came more, he was more efficient, scoring two to uh, at least two touchdowns. Uh, the last five games through the air, you know, you say mm. we have a problem passing, and this was down the stretch when Dobbins came on. So I, I, I love it with the upside there. Buy him at four or five. If you, if you get him there, it's going to be a steal. They're going to be more efficient. Dobbins there, he makes plays on his own, which is going to help out offense. And that's Carlos' mission. If Bateman step in and, and he's what we thought Hollywood would be, you know, this is going to be it's going to be pretty hard to stop this offense because you're going to have the tight end covering space, doing what he do well. Hollywood just using his speed to, you know, cause some attention. And if Bateman can work and and translate his route running skills to the league, you know, this should really help um, Lamar Jackson out, man. And honestly, I mean, so he was towards the bottom of the league in adjusted pass uh, percentage, adjusted pass completion percentage. Mm-hmm. But – I really don't think that he needs to to get too much more accurate. Like it's a, to be a relevant fantasy player. He just needs to be a little better than he was last year. Cause I mean, we've seen time like uh, Kyler Murray. I want to say he wasn't near the top his rookie year and he was still a beast last year or well, last year, Josh Allen got better, but in years past, Josh Allen still was an elite quarterback without, you know, being an accurate passer. So without, without Stephon. Yeah, exactly. And it could you could make a case that maybe he wasn't as accurate because he didn't have no weapons. Like he wasn't right. really so had nobody to throw it to. So with him having more weapons, legit weapons now. The adjusted completion rate take that into into uh, huh? What you guys the adjusted completion rate take that into into account though? Yeah, and I mean that's about where Josh Allen was at too, and he was still finishing as a QB one. So you know, it just it just his wills efficient. give him so much the efficiency upside. of the passes too. What is Wills giving him so much outside in your league? You cannot let him out outside being the fifth quarterback taken off the board. You got to take we, him. We literally just need Lamar Jackson to be an average passer, bro. And that's and I don't think he's just an average passer. I think he's he's a little he's above average as a passer. I mean, he's he's better. He's not horrible in the accuracy department. But you know where his value comes in is his leg. So if he could be an average quarterback, which he has proven to be better than, then he's going to be more than fine. He finished top ten on his on what we call in a real bad year, and I'm buying it. Exactly, that's his floor. J.K. Dobbins uh, played 15 games last year. Um, took a little bit, took a little more time to get a, a prominent role in the offense. But after the bye weeks, when he started pretty much taking over the backfield, uh, that was around week eight. So through those weeks, um, eight till the end of the season he would have been the running back 13 he had 15 targets 97 yards 119 rushing attempts 727 yards nine touchdowns six of those touchdowns coming in the five within the five uh yard line 
Um, all that would be a good story for a potential RB1, you know what I'm saying, blast them on going forward next year. But they have this one thing called Gus the Bus that still lives there, and they signed him. They gave him some money. Um, so he pretty much is the 1B to J.K. Dobbins 1A. Um, through the games where him and J.K. were or the predominant ball carriers, he received the same amount of targets in 10 and 96 rushing attempts, which was um, only a couple less than J.K., and he had 500 yards and also five touchdowns, which is one less than what uh, J.K. had. Uh, so it's a true 50-50 split. And I know uh, Javar said, why do why are people down on J.K.? So that's one of the reasons I'm down on him. Those why you, you were down on him too? Uh, I'm not – I don't think not he's – down. I don't, I, don't mean, I don't think he's going to be RB1 because you mentioned Edwards and you can also mention Lamar Jackson, who literally yeah. had the most rushes last year. He had 159 compared to – 144 for Gus and 134 for Dobbins. So, yes, Dobbins is extremely talented, bro, and he's was awesome last year. Uh, just to name out some of his numbers, he was ninth in rush grade, according to PFF, uh, 18th in missed tackles, forced per rush, first in yards per carry, seventh in yards after contact per carry, and seventh in percentage of carries to result in a first down or a touchdown. Thing is, Edwards – did very well in those same categories. Fifth in rush grade, 29th in missed tackles, six in yards per carry, nine in yards at the contact, and first in percentage of carries to result in a first down or a touchdown. So you have all – so, I mean, of course I'm taking Dobbins over Edwards, but that just goes to show why I think Edwards will be used because he's also very efficient in that offense. And then – so you have two other people, two other players are that's going to get in his way of RB1 season – and I believe lack of targets is going to get in his way. Last year, Ravens were one of two teams to target their running backs less than 50 times. So we know that you have to have targets to be considered a, uh, a RB1. And last year, they were bottom two in um, targeting the whole backfield, not just Dobbins, the whole backfield. Who's the other and team? The, uh, the Titans with Derrick Henry, of course. Yeah. So between Dobbins and Edwards, just the last that I'm going to say, then I'm going to let Javar go. They only produced a top 12 week twice, and then they had 11 top 24 weeks. So between those two backs, they only produced two top 12 weeks. That's pretty gross. I just don't see, I just don't see him being RB1 this year. Uh, well, I just say a little spiel. Um, look up and see uh, the running backs being drafted around Dobbins. Um, Speaking, you know those those stats, uh, and uh, you know Edwards is going to be there, um, but you know if he have a real good year, I, he could finish uh, number one running back. But the targets really hurt Ingram when he finished a top ten running back with the team. He only had two hundred carries. He was just highly efficient. I think Dobbins. What is really going to be Dobbins is going to get pay dirt, and you really can't say he's going to get it. But he's going to get a lot of pay dirt. He's going to get some touchdowns. He's going to have double-digit touchdowns. That's going to give him an opportunity to be a running back one, uh, double-digit touchdowns and 1,000 yards. With 200 or so carries, it's possible. As you say, he caused a lot of tackles to be missed. So um, I'm not – I'm not really so much down on Dobbins. I'm, I'm taking Swift and some you know other players before him. But um, I, I think you, you'll be okay with uh, Dobbins being your running back one if you, you draft late. You'll be a higher-end running back two for me. 
Los Kareem Hunt or J.K. Dobbins? Who? Ooh, Kareem Hunt uh, or J.K. Dobbins? J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins. Um, but what I would say is, like, to reply to that, I think that is really his only case to, to get in that RB1 territory is <laughs> having double-digit touchdowns. But, like you said, they I mean, they were used evenly around the goal line, mm-hmm. used evenly around the red zone. So, it's but, I mean, he's going to have to be super-duper efficient because it took Mark Ingram, like, I think he had, like, 13, around 12 mm-hmm. or 13 touchdowns between receiving and rushing. And he didn't. He had Gus, but I think Gus was a Gus was like in his second year. Yeah, that second year, so year, yeah. yeah, he didn't have as much competition. But uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's not possible, and I do. I really yeah, do believe in Dobbins' touchdowns. talent, bro. Right. It's just I, you have to look at the situation, bro. He had 15 touchdowns. That 15, year. exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's so, that's a lot, bro. That's a lot, and that's I really probably can't 15 predict. I'm not going to predict. Yeah, I'm not going to predict that Dobbins is going to have 15 touchdowns. And and Dobbins, he scored. Every game down the stretch, too. Every game. He's a beast, bro. He's a beast. And I, I really would love if they gave him the whole backfield, bro. Facts. But I've I realized that the you know you game. have to you have to think how you have to do what these coaches are gonna do, not what you think they should do. So so you feel would you like Dobbins as your running back one of your team, or you want him as your running back too? I will feel way more comfortable with him as my running back too. I can do unless I can get just like three stud receivers, I guess, but I would not feel comfortable with Dobbins just on like in a box in a vacuum. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him as my running back one. All right. Uh to the wide receivers, uh Marquise Hollywood Brown finished wide receiver 34 last year, 95 targets, 769 yards, eight touchdowns, um 13.5 a dot. He scored six touchdowns in the red zone. He finished with nine targets with 20-plus yards, only converting 25% of them um, at a 32% completion rate, uh, which is under half. So with the new wide receivers coming in, I know a lot of people are, are, were on the, the Hollywood train. It's not as, it's not as loud as it, as it once was, um, and I think it, it probably has probably lost all the steam now, would you say? Yeah, so that might be. I mean, honestly, it might be the time to buy because you might be able to get him like last pick of the draft type shit, bro. Let me let me see where he's going. Just uh, I'm not just talking about my yeah. Eyes. And just speaking of you know, Hollywood, he scored eight touchdowns last year, and with those eight touchdowns, he was still wide receiver three. So you know, and then he and that's why him not doing anything in the beginning of the year, and mm. he just made the cut at wide receiver three at thirty six. And um and with Bateman coming in, possibly talks of him being the number one receiver. And if he comes out, Bateman comes out to be the number one receiver. It's it's we also forgot Hollywood. We also forgot about Sammy Watkins too. All right, like I said, with the uh, Bateman there, Bateman is the guy. It's not enough targets to go around for anybody else. So I'm just looking for if I'm buying anything on this offense, I want the number one wide receiver or or the tight end. Other than Mark. that, I don't yeah. know. I think. I think that uh, well, he's going at nine oh six right now as the forty first receiver off the board. So around like Cole Beasley, Devontae Parker, Jameson Crowder. Mm. I think I m- might take Parker over him. That's it. Maybe That's Beasley. It. Maybe Beasley. If if you just need a solid flex play, could Beasley 
every game. Like he's gonna be the number. I mean, I would probably go with Marquise yeah. just because I don't want to throw up every time I look at my roster. But I mean, <laughs> no offense to Kobe, you're gonna throw up. Throw up but he is. He is. He's one of those players that you're gonna throw up. Beasley was getting like. Uh, I, I know, like eight, ten targets a game. It's like Adam Humphreys was that year, bro. It was just like, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, and, and I feel so. Yeah, so I mean, if you're more risk averse, if you want somebody that you could throw in on bye weeks, okay, Cole Beasley. But if you want that player that could win you a week, then Marquise Brown. If you, you know, if you provide you play the matchups right, but I just think he's going to be inconsistent again. He he's <laughs> going to have that that them splash games where he wins you the week. Because he only really needs like four or five targets, to be honest. And he's they have more weapons out there, so defense can't really focus just on him. Bateman getting drafted behind him? Behind Hollywood? Well, I think – I mean, they're both a first-round pick, so about the same. I mean, they just – you know, they were – they were, no, they were further back. They were further back. In a, in a, in a ADP. Yeah. Oh, ADP. I think it's my real life. Uh, I actually right. don't think they – oh, yes, they do have the uh, – I, I tell you, if Bateman's later, I definitely tell yeah, you. Yeah, Bateman's way later. He's not even oh, yeah, so on, I think on ADP right now. But, you know, by the time redraft come, he should it should up there. I want to take Bateman over him in redraft. Just because okay. it takes okay. – I will I will wait into the middle of the year and pick Bateman, Bateman off of waiver wires because I receivers take longer to develop, especially in redraft. Like, they, they will do good. They produce, like, wide receiver two, wide receiver three seasons. But the first three or four games, bro, like look at Justin Jefferson last year. He wasn't doing anything mm-hmm. the first month of the, the year. So yeah. I, I would just pick, I would pick him up off waivers if I'm trying to get him because I don't think you'll have to fight for him or anything. I feel I, I, I double back. I agree with you. And uh, just to reinstate, I'm not targeting any wide receivers in redraft on this team. And that's what I said, too. I was like, I'm not expecting crazy numbers for the pass catchers. But I'm ex- I'm excited for Lamar, bro, because he has a lot more. We- he has the most weapons that he's ever had since he's been in the NFL now at his disposal. So I take a Mark Andrews if he fought. You know, I, I'm more so of a, a wait a little later for a tight end guy. But that's about the only person that I'll be targeting as a receiving person on this team is um, Mark Andrews. Speaking of Mark Andrews, he finished fifth among tight ends last year, uh, 88 targets, 701 yards, seven touchdowns. He's still the big red zone threat that he's always going to be. Uh, he was second in the league in red zone targets. Um, oh, well, second in the league among tight ends in red zone targets, and he caught six touchdowns. Uh, PFF had him graded as an 81, so he's pretty much stayed pretty much the same. Uh, if if Lamar Jackson does get more efficient as as Lowe said, he will. I don't. I'm not too sure on Jabbar. I think he will too. I think that Mark Andrews goes back to those 100 targets, um, that 100 target reign, and he finished back in the top three. I feel like that's very possible, and I feel like that he puts a damper on all the wide receivers because he's going to butcher their touchdowns. Yep, he was uh, second in red zone targets and second in end zone targets. So. I don't see that changing too much, especially nope. this year. So he, he, like, if anything, he's he's going to still produce in that department. I'm not sure how the targets will be, uh, you know, split now that we have all these weapons. But I think that's one thing that he'll still be able to um, produce in this year's red zone and end zone targets. Uh, anything else about the Ravens? No. How about some, uh, maybe some um, players you would draft? Over Mark Andrews, or let's see who we got. 
shouldn't be. It's well, here's one. Cal Pitts. Cal Pitts or uh, Mark Andrews before I even look. Before I even Mark look. In redraft, yeah. I'm Mark Andrews in redraft. Unless redraft. Julio is traded by the beginning of the season. Even if Julio is traded. I still, I still. Like Kyle Pitts is going at the tenth round, right? That's this shit is so yeah, inaccurate right now, bro. I don't yeah. think this shit's gonna hold at all. All, all the fantasy An- players not drafting right now. So yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. Mark Andrews or TJ Hawkinson. Mark. Mark Andrews. That's a good one. I think I will go TJ right there. I think I will. You think go he's TJ there? Right there. You think he's there yet? You think he's there? They don't have nobody out there, bro. Nobody. They have who? They got Pearman. Is he with the, the Lions? Yeah, now? they got Pyramid. I think they might still have Muhammad. That rookie Samin. that they brought in, um, Amon St. Brown. Yeah. And hopefully y'all Tyrell Williams. So TJ Hawkinson, I think I would say I think this is gonna be his break breakout breakout year. That last yeah, one, man. Joe, I feel Joe, safe for Mark. Jared Goff is going that he yeah, is, I feel man. safe for Mark. Man, you don't need no like elite tight end or elite uh quarterback to, to be good as I a tight end, though, man. Clearly Lamar Jackson. I ain't playing no game. <laughs> Um, all right, one more Mark Andrews or no offense, Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews. Sutton, Mark Andrews guy, might even be second in target. So, mm-hmm. oh, well, okay, so he's still up there in that top four range, then in all of our eyes. I think, well, I think top five, I would say, because I, I would take Hawkinson over him. I'm not, uh, that's it. I'm, I'm not doing, doing it yet. Um, on to the last team out of the AFC North. Uh, we take it to the what do they call it? The Steel City, the Windy City, one of the cities. The terrible, terrible what? Terrible uh, towns. Terrible towns. That's so. That's such a trash ass like thing. And now everybody wants to do it. Now everybody got towels waiting around. It, it's, I wouldn't say it was trash when I was watching Troy Polamu and I trash. Like, and they because Javar, you're not a real fan, bro. You're an Alabama stop. fan. Back, back, you're, you're, back in the day when defense can. You Can just I said that last time. Somebody you, back in that defense because Cole stole somebody. I love watching defense. <laughs> I know a thing. We're talking about the Falcons. I don't give. I know a thing or two about my dad. My dad was a Steelers fan, so uh, I've seen them throughout all the years. They swirling that towel. They personally, yeah. Personally, my favorite time to watch them was when they had Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell at their prime. Uh, hey, hey, Big Ben's a, a fucking rapist. So let's just put that out there. I mean. He, he had his case. Where did that come from, bro? I'm just saying, everybody, everybody acting like Big Ben did rape. Like, like he did that. Yeah, Nobody even brought, brought up Big Ben yet, bro. Like, hey, bro, what is going on with you? Jesus Christ. Right. Get this man a snicker, bro. Get his <laughs> you, sound, you sound like Kwame Brown, bro. We're talking right. about Get his man a snicker. Like, goddamn, bro. Gracious, <laughs> he just went left oh, right, quick. Right, right. He caught, hey, he caught me off guard real quick. <laughs> hey, yo. I was like, what? Report live. <laughs> My bad. All right. Bro. Anyway, uh, speaking of him, uh, this possibly his last year, right? That was too funny. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, he played a full season coming off of the elbow injury last year. Uh, finished 14th overall. Third in passing attempts with 608, 75% adjusted completion rate, 32nd in A dot. It's pretty much the tail of the tape for uh your boy Drew Brees, you know, finished at the back of the league at A dot, a lot of attempts. Um, 
I don't think you drafting this guy in redraft. 33, t- 33 touchdowns. That was seventh in the NFL. Um, 38 end zone targets. 17 touchdowns came from that. 73 passing attempts, uh, 20-plus yards down the field, but only completed 32% of them with all of those uh, great wide receivers that he does have out there. So are we in consensus of let's just hope Big Ben is done this year? Maybe we get a little um, Dwayne Haskins. No, I don't want Dwayne <laughs> if I have these skilled players. Big Ben definitely looked like he fell off a cliff last year. Maybe maybe he is washed now, or maybe – I mean, because he did get injured against, I think it was Jacksonville last year. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was the case. But the fact that remains, he did look like he fell off a cliff. Uh, weeks 1 through 11, where he started off uh, 10-0, he was looking great out there. He was had a 72 pass uh, passing grade according to PFF, averaging mm-hmm. 19 points per game. I and forgot he was 12, 10 and 0. Yeah, you said what? I forgot they was 10 and 0. Yeah, they started off crazy good, bro. And then weeks 12 through 17, and, and then when, did you start dancing? on people love. Yeah, weeks 12 through 17, he had a 60 grade according to PFF, and I think that's when teams finally started to realize that they're not running the ball. Like it's literally we just have to stop them passing. And that's what they, they did. I mean, and if you look at their numbers, I guess this can kind of transition to like the backfield and stuff, but they had them PFF had them ranked as the fourth best pass blocking team, but big Ben was also one of the, uh, I think he was the fastest quarterback to get the ball out of his hands. So they, they grade that too, when it comes to pass blocking so that they, you know, they're kind of masking, masking their trouble on offensive line pass blocking wise with big Ben getting the ball out. But they were 31st in run blocking, which is most likely the reason why they led the, t- uh, led the league in passing with 656 attempts. So um, I don't think they'll lead the league again, but I think they'll be near the top again in pass attempts because they only spent a day two, day two pick on a guard and then they brought in an offensive lineman in free agency. So they really didn't address the free agency too much. I'm not sure. Did they have injuries last year? Uh, I think I think my didn't the Pouncey brother retire? Pouncey, just about to say. Oh, he retired. He yeah, didn't him and his brother out. retired. Yeah, him and his okay, brother well, retired. I want to say. That's what I'm saying. So they they still might not be good as a run blocking unit. So I still think he's going to be you know near the top of the league in pass attempts. And Pittsburgh finished bottom three in rushing attempts. So that goes about exactly. They were just one dimensional. But with the signing of the best running back in the draft, Najee Harris, do you feel like he could single-handedly bring the Pittsburgh running game back? Because we all know how uh, Mike Tomlin likes to use uh, a a workhorse, quote-unquote, of a running back. So that's pretty much what they drafted Najee Harris as. He has the draft capital. He has the the stats to back it up. Do you feel like that takes? Do you feel like that takes down some of those targets that 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 Big Ben has? I mean, I got. Oh, fun fact, hot take before before we yeah, move on. we know. Najee Harris, ninety targets. I heard. Snap it. Woo! Cool story. I mean, if if it's on shot and and they, I'm gonna jump on you like a spider monkey. And they continue. No, I'm just saying. If 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 his arm is shot and they continue to to try to get the ball out of his hand real quickly. Then it's possible some of those quick passes could go to ninety of them, right about ninety. But big ninety. Eric Ebron had eighty targets last year. All right, you think Eric Ebron still get eighty targets? 
No, uh, but he might he'll get 70 or 60, maybe, and then that leaves they still got Claypool. That leaves Najee with what? Like he's, he'll probably got, get some of those targets. He's not getting all 80 of them. They they got a lot of and they got a lot of pass catchers that are talented on that team. I'm just exactly that's the difference between when they had Bell. Like he's not as good of a pass catching running back as Le'Veon Bell won. And they didn't have three legit weapons at wide receiver when Le'Veon Bell was there. They had Antonio Brown and Juju towards the end of AB's career. But basically what I'm trying to say is tell me you have Najee Harris without telling me you have Najee Harris. <laughs> <laughs> 90 targets my ass, bro. No way, bro. No way. But, but with that, just remember I said it. Just remember. He's going to get a lot of volume. He don't need 90 targets to be relevant and to be considered a, a running back one. Just on the volume alone, you can possibly – See him as a, a running back one, but uh, Big Ben, I'm not really buying. I look forward to having him on my team unless he's my quarterback three. And, and but uh, Najee Harris, uh, I, I might get a share of of him in, in a redraft. I would like him on my team. You, you know, he's got a role in the offense and they want to use him. Yeah, so last so year's I, targets, last year's targets, Juju 125. Deontay 139, Claypool 103, Eric Ebron 85, James Washington 54. Do you not think it's possible for James Washington to, to lose some of those targets, like 30 of them, let's say? And Eric Ebron, you already said he's going to go down to 60, so that's 15, plus the targets that were already dictated Mike toward the running backs. Yeah, that must but then I'll say all them targets going to go to the running backs. Some of those exactly. Exactly. Juju, I feel like Juju is going to have you a realize down that here. Only people getting 90-plus targets are the running backs like Alvin Kamara and CMC and Saquon Barkley. Like, and that's what I think. He's going to come in his rookie year with three legit-ass receivers, bro. Like, he's not going to take all those touches they have bro. but they have big ben who is his arm is clearly depleted he was at the bottom of the league in a okay, that's what got he juju was, and deontay they were only getting right. being targeted like six six yards down the field deontay but they didn't have a running back nine yards down the field. they didn't have a running back two times I know, and he's going to be used bro but that's right, not he's not just going to use just Deontay Harris, or I'm not uh, talking about Harris, the running game. We talking about simply targets, right? But now. I'm saying that's where he's gonna be used at more. So they ain't they ain't draft him so he can catch passes. They draft know, him like the running. I, I don't, they drafted him to be the workhorse. They drafted him to be the workhorse. Did you see? Did you see what they did? How they use targeted, bro? Check out how you I just think that's crazy to project him to get 90 targets, bro. James Conner's rookie year. What do you have? Like 65 plus. Is is Najee Harris a better? Well, that was with Juju just there. AB was gone, right? So it's just, I think that's what I think that's a more realistic projection. Like, I guess if you want to say call this a hot take or a bold take, then yeah, that's, I said that's hot take. Though. But, nah, but you, just, you said you projected him for ninety targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, just, you really I'm believe? Really, I mean, we do uh, have you projected him we, for ninety targets. I do got to project. I probably if I do take him down before the season, it'll probably go to like eighty. On our week one review, on our week one breakdown, and we go black breath. So where'd you end up with that? Right. You're like, like we, <laughs> this, this, this 65, is, uh, 65, 72, 72, 72. 75, 76. This fresh yeah. out the oven, hot, hot tape. Oh, uh, so another thing going on next. Another three wide receivers with over 100 targets each um, came from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, like I already mentioned, the target share before. Dante Johnson, Deontay Johnson's finished 21st in half-point PPR leagues. 
um, uh, 924 yards and seven touchdowns, though he did lead the league in drops with 14. Um, are you still on the Don- Deontay Johnson bandwagon after all those drops? Remember? That's the only thing that you can say about him is like he has butterfingers. You just need to get on the jug machine or something. I'm still on it. Uh, I think um, I mentioned this before on another pod where uh, Amari Cooper had a lot of drops. And then a year right after, he picked it back up, and he was a, a top wide receiver that year, I believe, one. So not to say Deontay Johnson is going to come out and be a one, but uh, it's possible he could up the numbers and be a higher wide receiver, too, and be um, more e- efficient. And and not, the, the word is slipping my mind right now. But be more consistent every week because he won't be dropping passes. And that's why I think uh, he can finish – a little higher this year in the 15, 16 range. If he doesn't drop as many passes that'll make him be more consistent each week. So this is the wide receiver that I want on this team. It's uh, as far, as far as Dante Johnson, I think he's going to be well at where you draft them. If, if, uh, if the other wide receiver uh, drops fire, I really don't want too many shares of Juju, but um, if Claypool ADP drops, I, I'd take some Claypool shares for sure. I like him in my flicks. You mentioned Juju. I don't like Juju also. He finished second on the team in targets. He caught 97 of them for only 831 yards. He did have nine touchdowns, but put a lot of deodorant on his uh-huh. ear. Um, but he was second to last the team with yards ran per reception. Um, PFF actually graded him as the 70th best wide receiver out of 90. Um, Los, how you feel about uh, Juju? I- I'm down on him this year. I feel like he finishes in the wide receiver three, uh, like, that little yeah, and you know what I'm half PPR, he would probably be like a back end wide receiver two for me. Um, but if I am playing in a full PPR league, then I think that he holds a little more value because he had the yeah. most receptions and he had fewer targets than um, Deontay Johnson. So that's about the only spot I'm really looking at. Cause like you said, he had nine touchdowns last year. I had eight touchdowns, but I could be wrong. But even then that's a lot of touchdowns, bro. So, I'm not banking on – if I'm playing half PPR, I'm not just going to bank that he's going to score that many touchdowns every year. I'm going to look yeah. at his A dot. I'm going to look at his yards per route run and his yards, bro. And he was pretty much struggling in all those departments. So mm-hmm. he would be the last receiver I would take out of this trio. For Rank him for me. Uh, Deontay, Chase, Juju. Javar. Same. Um, yeah. So uh, I don't know. You got an ADP in front of you, in front of Chase. Who is who is some of the wide receivers you taking in front of, or that being taken around? Chase, like Chase should be under Juju unless the hype then got real. And with that, you know, I take I rather take that value with you know Chase being drafted after Juju. I highly doubt Chase goes after Juju. I highly what doubt it. it. I, I, Let's I, see I, what it I, says though. So we have Deontay at five oh four. So let's go. Let's just go in order. So Robert Woods or Deontay Johnson? Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson. Upside at touchdowns. Ooh, man, that's a tough one. I just like the upside. I think, I'm, I think I'm going Robert Woods there, bro. Nah, I'm good. Deontay Johnson? No, I'm going. I'm going. Uh... Because you got – he's playing with the best quarterback he's ever – or I mean, let me not go into detail. I'm taking Robert Woods there. Uh, Deontay or T. Higgins? Yeah, 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 and one wow. more. Deont- 
This is this is uh, I like T. Higgins a little bit more than I like Deontay. Okay, and then Deontay or Kenny Galladay. Damn. Deontay, because I don't know what this Kenny, I don't know what this Kenny G we about to get is. Even though his yeah. knee seems to be pretty stable when he was uh I might be biased helping yeah, that young lady that. find something while she was dancing on his hips. <laughs> yeah, is my guy, but if if the person that made me think the most would be um uh, Robert Woods had always been consistent number two, so, so you can't go wrong there if you just want a safe play. But uh I I, I I, I like T. Higgins there too. That 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 that'd be hard. I still think T. Higgins has a lot of upside there. I might take T. Higgins over Deontay Johnson. Yeah, I think I got Deontay there. I just with with all those five hundred passing over six hundred times, probably. Yeah, but I mean the, the Steelers are up there. They were third in the league. Okay, I don't think it's, it's, it's the more it's the more the more the. Deontay Johnson, fair. I know he's going to get a lot more threat, um, more slants than T. Higgins is going to get. Downfield passes, as, as, as far yeah. as I'm concerned, I, I feel my like thing is, ben, I just, ben, I, Ben's I, I, arm is shot. Yeah, I just think that Deontay is the clear number one. Well, I think he's the clear number one in that in that Me receiver. Too. And T Higgins, that remains to be seen how that plays out. Even though I think he's, even though I think he's going to be the number one. I mean, T Higgins is going to lead the team in targets. Yeah. So. So. All right, then we got yeah. Then we got Chase Claypool at six oh three going around. I think we mentioned him already. If we will take him over Odell Beckham. So we already went through that. And then so it then Tyler or Juju at 705 as 32nd receiver. Mm-hmm. So Juju Smith Schuster or Tyler Boyd? Tyler Boyd by yep. Longshot. Tyler Boyd. They're like the same player. They basically they're they're like are. the same Tyler player, bro. I, I just third in a, in a crowded wide receiver room. I like Cincinnati. Playing on a team that passes a lot. Yeah. But Tyler yeah. Boyd was uh, number two in the slot play. in slot targets last year. Yeah, I think I go Boyd, and then this one's easy. I think we're going to be a consistent oh, yards at the catch. Juju or Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton. Cortland I'm taking Cortland Sutton easily right there. Yeah. I don't think Cortland Sutton is going to be going in the seventh round once we enter draft season. How do y'all? Well, I guess we'll get to him with that. But I, I still, I still believe in Jerry Judy, and I, I feel like a lot of people forgetting about him just because of Cortland Sutton coming back. But they drafted a wide receiver in the first round for a reason. Yeah, I'm not forgetting about Jerry Judy at all. I just, I just think Carlos Sutton is better right now, bro. He, <laughs> he has higher upside to me, bro. Like he has that contested catch ability. Like you don't matter who his quarterback is, he's going to produce. He's showed that for us. And Jerry Judy, he might have just been a rookie last year. That's probably why he didn't break out like that. But he looked like he struggled a little bit with. Uh, Lock, so I think he came on toward the end. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to that. Yeah. Uh, y'all got anything else about the AFC? So let's rank them. Uh, we already did that in the beginning. So shit, I think that's it. Unless y'all got something else to say. Nope, that's it. Uh, Eric yeah. Brown was kind of usable last year. I kind of wouldn't. I, I think it's other tight ends you can target before you look at E. Brown on your team. Cool. I, I remember, you remember uh, jo- uh, Javar was the E. Brown guy? Last year, I mean, the year before, uh, he was decent. He carried it into last year because he had that crazy efficient year with the Colts that year. <laughs> Javar, mm-hmm. no, bro. He's not he, that bro. No. Right, right. He was playing <laughs> in 14, which is not too – and he didn't play the last two games, but he was – you know, he, he was getting some touchdowns. He had some double-digit weeks, so he was I'm, still useful. I'm done hyping up tight ends 
that's not going to be top five, bro. I don't think it's he not has a chance to be top five. You know what I mean? I don't think he even has mm-hmm. a chance to be. Top oh no, not at all. That's I'm not even going to hype hype these guys up, bro. We'll He's talk about them where you could play them in in these spots where they have a super great matchup, but. And you know, bro, take your pick after the top five, bro. And you know where you can find where you can find out who to use in a week to week basis here at the fantasy and your boys, the best week game by game. Your boys, but we out, man. Unless I got something else, that's good. Good What kind of gun was that? My gun go, I don't know how to do that. shit. I don't know how to whistle either, bro. That shit sucks, bro. That boy said, I don't got no tongue. Hey, yo, bro. Yo, yo, yo. Let's go ahead, Cog. This is the end of the shit. We're out. It's easy.